Missouri edge rusher Darius Robinson may have been the biggest riser. His stock has risen possibly to the first round. We're going to talk about stock up, stock down. Coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft. Your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. And guys, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers, guys. And But always, I got to kick this introduction to my guy, my brother, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at the talent code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 National Champ, with those LSU Bengal Tigers men on the other side to this dynamic duo that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, where we talk everything college football, we talk everything NFL football, but what we like to say, it all starts with the NFL Draft. And listen, DP, we went to the Senior Bowl, we spent an entire week at the Senior Bowl, so it's only right that we recap. What did we see, right? From a holistic perspective, we're going to talk about everything, right? We're just players stock up then we're going to talk about player stock down and then the other part is how do you value the senior bowl which i think would be a good conversation right if a player performed well at the senior bowl do you move him up two three rounds if he didn't perform well at the senior bowl but you like them coming in do you drop him two three rounds we're going to have the discussion about just how to value what the senior bowl provides we're going to have that conversation coming up but but dp before we get started man why don't you hit him with our title sponsor LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Keith, you want to talk about stock up? And we kind of got into it a little bit, right? When we had a disagreement on yesterday's show during the mock mock draft Monday. Lab McConkey, right, is one guy, but I'm going to get to him in a second. I, I want to go on the defensive side of the ball like I talked about in the opening, Keith. Missouri defensive end, 6'5", 295, Darius Robinson, man, a guy that he, 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 he walked into the Senior Bowl like it was a business trip, right? Like he's there to make money and nothing else. Like that's what he came to do. He came there with the plan, and he just looked apart, man. He, he looked apart. He practiced apart. Like the way he he interviewed, he interviewed well, but the the combination of arm length, power, speed, quickness, like this is a guy that is going to make, I think he's kind of pushed himself in that first round tier, Keith, because it's very hard to find a guy of his size and stature, right? That moves the way he does, that can play, like I remember there was a one-on-one rep with him and his teammate, Javon Foster, just kind of working on run game, one-on-one, setting the edge. And you talk about the level of physicality, you know what I mean? Just collision players. Uh, you know, guys, like, and, and to see a Darius Robinson be able to stack, keep that outside arm free. So, as you know, the thing about the running back bouncing outside, he's bouncing it to a guy that can detach and, and not just flash his colors but make the play. But then again, watching him against some of those those talented athletic tackles. And again, when you when you got a guy like that, then when we talk about hand carriage, you got to make sure your hands are right. Because if not, this dude's going to bull rush you right into your quarterback, man. I'm excited 
to see what he tests and how he tests uh, in a couple of weeks at the NFL scouting combine. Oh, man, but I think his stock is up, Keith. Yeah, and, and you talk about the back end of the first round, right? That, that's where we see teams take chances. We've seen the Kansas City Chiefs last year, right? They they took a chance on Felix, Uduma, Uduma, Uzoka. I, I can't I, – I'm close to it. And Duke I'm going to yeah, I, I'm gonna leave it at I'm gonna leave it at Felix DP. But you see, you see these teams they'll take it they'll take a chance on these guys. You know, early second round, backing of the first round if they believe the upside is there. But I'm going to go with DP. Well, I'm just give a little preview. A guy that I put in my mock draft, and as a matter of fact, to the Kansas City Chiefs, and that is defensive lineman from Florida State, Braden Fisk. I I think he showed everybody enough, man. He showed he showed exactly what's on film. A high motor, high effort guy. Um, that's physical at the point of attack, but he also has athleticism. This is a player that a penetration style, and I think about this Kansas City Chiefs front with you know the combination of Chris Jones, and then you also have George Carlaftis. I think he's somewhere in between the both. I think his upside is higher than what George Karlaftis is. I don't I who knows if he's Chris Jones, right? Chris Jones, we're talking about an all-pro Hall of Fame type player. If he doesn't reach that, that's fine. But an extremely talented football player to add to this defensive front again for a defense that is actually fairly underrated, which you did I didn't realize until they were playing the Baltimore Ravens that I think they were the number two, the number like they were a top five defense in the entire NFL in one of the important statistical categories. But DP, we just keep going up with the stock up guys, right? Is there some offensive guys that you want to name as far as stock up? Yeah, I think, you know, as I said I, before I got to Darius, Lad McConkie, man, a guy that we, we didn't think or talk about as a potential late round, you know, late in the first round type of pick. But, Keith, I, I can see the path. I can see the vision for it, right, where you're talking about a team. <clears throat> if a team needs a true one-on-one winner, right, like this, this is I, I, it's between, like, what I think I would say Pearsall, McConkie, then you got Rome and Marv. I don't like, I think those might be the top four route runners in this class, right? And it's just variance because you got different sides in terms of 6'3, 6'4 with Marv and Rome, and you got more of the 5'10, 5'11, maybe six foot with Lad McConkie and Ricky Pearsall. But those guys, man, just they know how to get open. And Lad McConkie had himself a week, you know what I'm saying? Had himself a week down in Mobile. I think he started out day one being the most uncoverable receiver out there, whether it was a nickel corner, outside corner, for, for whatever reason, a safety scene in one-on-one, his pacing, his footwork, his quick twitch. I remember, I, I don't remember if it was you. We were, I was walking down the sideline. Somebody was like, man, I, I didn't see the rep. I was watching another rep. And it was like, man, lad just cooked somebody. But the bad thing is, he didn't even have to do what he did because he had already won the rep. Like it was like he added a little mm-hmm. extra sauce. So that might have been you and sent it to me. Yeah, and I was nah, like, that was me. Dang, yep. I missed it. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Now nah, he he definitely DP definitely performed well. Um, I just want to keep with the talking about the offensive tackles, right? I, I thought um Kingsley Sewell Matia, I, I thought he made himself a lot of money and so, really solidified his draft stock right there. Now, I, I am a first-round prospect. Like, look yeah. look at me win with power. Um, I You can't bull rush me right then. I have to go with Tyler Guy, man, and I'm going to post this clip on Twitter. It was, a, it, was a, it was a clip where it was a one-on-one rep where Chris Braswell, who we know is a power rusher, right, um, he got into Tyler and was attempting to convert speed to power, right, and collapse the pocket. And then you watch Tyler reset his hands and then finish Chris, right, throw him off him, 
get them to the ground and finish them. And I'm like, see, that's what people want to see. And then to do that at six, seven, 300 pounds, right? To have the feet, but then also have the hands, also have the, the balance, right? Have the strong core to be able to deal with that initial surge of, of speed to power. I think that's what people wanted to see from Tyler Guyton. And I think he hit it out the park as far as just solidifying himself. And, and I'm, I feel completely fine. Like I said the other day, DP, I feel completely fine with drafting this guy as in a, in a top 15. If I'm a team that need an offensive tackle, I feel completely fine with just what I've seen from the senior bowl. Now, another offensive tackle, Keith, I, I, and I, you know, was excited to see him in person, Patrick Paul from Houston. Like, I think he had a, a pretty solid week last week, and he kind of elevated his stock where, like, I remember watching him, like, work on getting out of the block, work on his pass sets, his, you know, snap timing, and this is one athletic, explosive dude, right? And, and I remember it was at some point where, because him and him and Tyler Guyton were on the same team. So it was like, mm-hmm. if you looked at them too quickly, you thought one was the other one. It was like, you had to look at the helmet because they're built similar in terms of like height, weight and stuff like that. Like one's playing left tackle, the other's playing right. And they would like switch sides. But man, I, he, I think Patrick Paul helped himself. I want to get, you know, go back through the tape and really watch his one-on-one reps and everything. Cause with his athleticism, his arm length and everything, this is a guy you want to, you know, Teams will absolutely draft and try to develop and get to being a kind of cornerstone tackle uh, due to his talent and physical ability. Yep, we're not. Well, DP, let's keep this thing going, man. And we talk about stock up, guys, right? But we know there's an other side of the coin. If somebody wins, somebody has to lose. So coming up next, man, we want to get into the stock down conversation. Which guys that after the senior bowl, I'm kind of shying away from. And we got to have this conversation, man, because there's a couple guys, a couple high profile names, um, guys that we thought may perform well that didn't necessarily do that. So coming up next, man, is the stock down segment. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn Jobs knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets. Guys, I think one of my favorite things that what I love the most about Super Bowl Sunday, of course, is the game, especially when it's enticing and exciting. But it's the food, right? My wife's all my wife's an amazing cook. I absolutely love to sit back, relax, watch some game, watch the game, but also have her whip up amazing food. All right. Fans who has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two, or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel has, also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so 
much more. So new customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Keith, I think we talked about this young man, and it's unfortunate circumstances, right? Leading into the Senior Bowl, he he was thrusted into round one to the Kansas City Chiefs in a mock draft by, I think, Daniel Jeremiah, and that's Tez Walker. He's just a young man that had a – and it wasn't just practice, right? He had like three or four opportunities in the game to say, you know what, I'm going to rectify what I didn't do and what I showed in practice, right? And it just he could not come down with the football. Now was every was all those passes like highly accurate, like pinpoint on the money? No, but were they catchable passes? Yes. And like, you want to see him catch those those catch those passes, reel them in, man. It's, I felt like early on, like because I think it might have been it might have been the first practice. He he dropped the pass in the middle of the field and just kind of yelled out in the expletive, and I'm like. Man, it's day one. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay, bro. Like, everybody said the same thing. I'm trying to knock the rust off. I haven't played, like, especially the kids that didn't have a bowl game. Like, man, I ain't playing too much, right? I, I'm, I didn't play in too much. Or if you had a bowl game and you said, I'm sitting out because I'm getting ready for the draft. Like, yeah, you haven't played ball in a minute. And it, it's understandable. But I, I think he just, he hurt himself. I right, heard his draft stock, and I hate to see it. Um, everything I hear, he's a nice young man, talented young man. But he's probably knocked himself out of that second, third round range. He probably to that fourth round range, if we're being honest. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest. I, 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 if you ask me my instant reaction, I'll probably take him late four, probably fifth round, um, because it's, it's very tough. The combination of not being pressed, but then also not making the contested catches down the field, and I think mm-hmm. that was more the catches that was in the game, right? It's like these yeah. are. These are, are realistic situations and balls that I know that you can come down with. Wait, hold real quick, which is funny because when I watch this tape, I compared him to Marquez Valdez Scantling. I said he reminds me a lot of MVS. And then, I mean, for better or worse, that's exactly what we saw down in Mobile. Yep, yep, yep. No, a hundred percent, man. And then it, it, I, I want to go with. I'm gonna go with these tight ends, man. I'm and I'm gonna go with um, the tight end from Florida State. I don't know why I'm blanking on this. Jaheen Bell, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go with Jaheen Bell, DP. And I think that it the he had the opportunity to elevate his draft stock, but I think the drops are going to be a thing. I, I just and, and I seen it on film. That's why as as high yeah. as I felt about him and his athleticism, I seen drops on film. And I'm like, okay, I have to see about this. And then that's why the senior bowl was a good checking point, right? But the first two days. He just struggled to catch the football and be consistent in catching the football. And I can't help but think that that's going to, you know, obviously NFL talent evaluators, GMs, that's going to be a thing, man. I have to be able to throw the football to you on third and five, especially we're getting these playoff moments, right, where every drive matters. We don't get this drive back, right? When you drop the football on third down or analytics say go for it on fourth down and it's fourth and three and you're wide open or you're open or you're open enough to catch the football and you drop it, we don't get that back. That those moments we don't get back, DP. So I'm gonna have to go with Jaheen Bell, and then I, I keep thinking about these safeties, right? The the, the Cam Kinchins, the James Williams, right? Like it just was not. There was nothing there that helped them, DP. Um, as far as just their draft stock, and I think even if you watch the reps, like and we talked about this before a couple of days ago, it just wasn't an atmosphere for them to win the way that they like to win, and it just didn't show well for both of those guys. 
I, I must stick on this. I, I agree with you, Keith. Like I, too, I felt like Jaheim kind of worked it. Like he did a little bit better. I thought what was it, day three of practice? Like yeah, he, he picked it up day three, but I, I yeah. guess that that's the 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 up and down with watching Jaheim true, is that true. there are really high moments, and then there are you know what I'm saying moments. Yeah, of, yeah. I, I would rather consistency across the board, one hundred percent, to feel better about the situation. Yeah, he he definitely like day three. He looked like he was in his bag. Like he was like nobody could cover him one on one and stuff like that. But like you said, consistency is key, right? To really elevate your stock. I, I got this like Kalen King and like Johnny Dixon, the two um, Penn State corners. Kalen King was what arguably CB one coming in, you know, coming out of the summer, and you know, guy that was up there with Denzel Burke and uh, Kool Aid McKinstry and everything, uh, and Nate Wiggins. He was just in that discussion, right? And it, it just. I didn't like he he his play slipped. It, it felt like quarterbacks wasn't afraid to go at him this year, and I saw that down at the Senior Bowl as well. Like I felt like they they targeted him, and I didn't see a guy that like played his best or pra- even like or practice his best in terms of like making you pay for it, right? Like he did in twenty twenty two. Like if you targeted him that year, the year he was you know the year he's come off that great year. Like you, you were kind of weary about get going after Kalen King, and it, like for me, it's just like I didn't see that confidence. I didn't see just him play loose and free. Like I didn't see that all season, to be honest with you. The up close and personal, I didn't see it either. But um, I'm still rooting for the young man. His teammate Johnny Dix, I think he ended up leaving um, maybe day two. I think he got banged up, but it, it started with day one for me, man. Like him versus Brendan Rice. Who I forgot to mention in stock up, but you know, everybody knows how we talked about Brendan Rice on social media all week last week. But like the reps against Brendan Rice, where it's like when we got to the top of the route, Dixon just panicked and he just immediately grabbed big Brendan Rice. So it's like he got called for like three or four pass interference penalties mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like I just was like, man, like just like don't you don't you know, you, you always talk about it, Keith as a former defensive back because you always say panic over patience. And he was panicking. And typically, you talk about that when the ball's in the air. You 20, 30 yards down the field and the ball's in flight. That's when you typically mention, hey, you're going to panic or you're going to be patient and wait for the ball to come down and you make a play on it. I felt like Johnny Dixon was panicking before the ball was ever released, like at the top of the route. The, I think Brendan ran a, a, a skinny post and the, the, he immediately grabbed him. Like, you know what I'm saying? He tried to run an end cut, grabbed him, tried to run a double move, grabbed him. And then it wasn't even like a grab that stopped them from making the play. It's like you a grab that was so egregious you got flagged, and he fought through it to make all three catches. Two of them were touchdowns in one on one. So um, it, I just feel like his stock went down a little bit, man. So it's gonna be all right if you can't handle fit the physical big corn big receivers. Are we gonna have to kick you down in nickel? Which again, like it's it's not a kiss of death or anything, but it's like you really teams. At this state, day and age, teams value the outside corner still more than they value a nickel. Because you nowadays you having a lot of these hybrid safeties, right? Like a Brian Branch, we see with the Detroit Lions. You know what I mean? We see a lot of these guys, the Andrew McCuba who of the world, who's at uh, Texas now. You have those type of guys that can walk down into the nickel, and Jalen Simpson from Auburn, like that, can play against slot receivers instead of just having having to need a nickel corner, right? So I think that's kind of why I look at it when talking about stock down. I think that um, I think this young man, you know, Johnny Dixon hurt himself, and he may be viewed as like a nickel only only for some teams. And if that's all that you can bring, 
unless you Mike Sanders still, where you just this tough blitzer, ball skills guy, former receiver, where you can make those high impact plays. I think that he's probably going to see himself called, if not late day two at best, probably early day three. Yeah, I'm gonna go with DP. I'm, I'm gonna name another defensive back, man, and I'm gonna go with Missouri's Chris Abrams Dream. Um, just because. I didn't feel him at all, right? Like that, I, I don't remember there ever being a presence, whether that was one on ones or whatever it may be, just to, you know, feel that presence of like, okay, that's Chris making a play. And we get it one on ones, team periods, right? Seven on sevens, things like that. That That's um, some of that stuff is tailored to the offense, right? But there were still defenders that made plays, right? You mentioned Jarvis Brownlee, you mentioned Andrew Phillips, right? All of these guys made plays. Like when we left, I left and I, it was like two plays in, and I'm like, Jarvis Brownlee's a dude. Like, I, I I like this young man, right? I had to go back to the film and, and check him out. But I'm going to look at that. And then I also want to name DP just some defensive linemen where I, I don't know if they won or lost, right? And and and, and just real quick, I, I talk about a Chris Braswell, as excited as we were coming into it, right? Justin Igboibi, who I thought had decent reps but wasn't dominant, right? Nelson Caesar. And then wrapping up with, with, with Texas defensive linemen, to Vondre Sweat, where I thought he, it was cool, but I thought that I was going to get some dominant performance right to where it's like, man, this guy is by far and away um, the best interior defensive lineman, and at 330, 40, 50 pounds, nobody can stay in front of this guy. And I, and I guess I'm going a, I'm to a jump all the way back into the practice film to see the reps, but I would have liked for that to be a consensus that Tavondre Sweat was a takeover player. No, I, I, I'm with that, Keith. I think there was some variance, some peaks and valleys with him. He had the dominating rep against uh, the the, the uh, Arkansas center where he just basically folded him like an accordion. But they said that the day before, because I, I, I watched uh, O-line, D-line the day before, like I practiced, they said Limmer held his own against him. So it was like, almost like Sweat was like, oh, we're not about to do this two days in a row. So mm-hmm. it was, you know what I mean? It's one of those situations. So I, I, I'm with you on that, man, oh, 100%. I'm with you on that. Yeah, well, DP, let's keep going, man. And I and I love when we had these conversations, right? We talk stock up, we talk stock down. Now it's just how to value the senior bowl, right? We because we like some prospects coming in. I mentioned a Nelson Caesar, edge rusher from Houston, right? Or some of these wide receivers that we like, even the quarterbacks, right? That was Michael Penix there, Bo Nix there, right? Michael Pratt, they're all guys that we liked. Um, not all of them, but some guys that we like heading into the process. So is it how do we value the senior bowl? Do we knock them if they didn't perform well? Do we elevate them way higher if they did perform well? So we're gonna have this conversation conversation of how do you value the senior boy and how do you appropriately place it when it comes to grading these guys and then how do you feel about them uh moving forward through the draft process all of that coming up next the game go to timeout time to order in with doordash is it halftime that's ordering time two minute warning you got it that's your cue to order in with doordash whether you're ordering pizza wings soda burgers or even just the buns on doordash you can get it all delivered without missing the game i'm telling you you don't have to get up crank up your vehicle and leave you know trying to time it like oh man it's a two minute warning it's about to go into halftime let me leave five seconds on the clock during half before halftime to go get the things i need you can allow doordash to do that for you if you have everything but you want some desserts you know like myself 
I live in the Greenville County area of South Carolina. I will happily put in the order the DoorDash and have Cheesecake Factory delivered to my front door. Okay, so guys, get up, get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCK23. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCK23. Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time, the first time, or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber and not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your number one ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com let's bring this thing home guys as always thank you for making locked on the field draft your first listen today and every day shout out for being our everydayers yeah, man, I, Keith, I would say, how do you value the Senior Bowl? Uh, first things first, it's not the end-all, be-all. It's just a piece of the puzzle, a part of the machine, a part of the car, right? A key cog, but not the entire thing. And I think when you when – you, what would you walk into there trying to figure out, right? A is typically the athletic build and the athleticism. A lot of times you – all right, like – because it's, it's one thing to watch a guy run – on tape, and like, man, he's pulling away from guys. It's a whole nother ball game when you're on the sideline or you're out in the stands right there and you see quick twitch at the line of scrimmage, a guy get vertical. Thinking back to last year, right? Me and you, we watched Tank Dale's film together for the draft network. And we're like, man, like this kid is nice. Then we get to Mobile, and you could feel how he moved. You could feel how quick, how explosive, and how dynamic he actually was, Right? You could feel that, the strength of uh, Xavier Leggett to where, okay, you think you're in perfect position and you're grabbing and tussling and fighting for position with them, right? And then the physicality to, to, to break off of that, break through that contact and still make a contested catch or still make a play in the middle of the field. And it's like, you know, his leaping ability, his athleticism, you know, the rep I talked about with, with Tavondre Sweat, being able to feel that power and how quickly he can overwhelm these smaller interior offensive linemen, right? So it's more so just kind of gauging those things. And, of course, you want to see the, see guys come out and play well. But then also if they don't play well, you're right there. They kind of see why, right? It's not you're wondering by watching the tape, like, man, what, what's, what's going on here? You're actually there. And for us, having the access that we have to be on the sidelines, walking on the field, being right behind the drills and with the coaches and scouts, we can kind of gauge a lot better of like, okay, why is this guy struggling? Like, what is going on? And you can kind of see how they're coached up, stuff like that. So I think when you value the Senior Bowl, you value it as a, as a big – it's a it's a really nice and important piece, but it's not the entire thing. Yeah, I, and so I, I answer this question because somebody just asked me this question 
um, when we were down at the Senior Bowl, you know, and they were just asking me, okay, like we know that you do the stuff, you know, a lot of you know, NFL analysts, NFL draft analysts, how much weight do you put in this, you know, into the Senior Bowl? And I told them, um, they, you scratch the Senior Bowl name, right? And you say in-person evaluation, right? And and I'll go back, even my time at LSU, what we had was our in-person evaluations where the coaches were able to go on the road, right? Watch them perform one high school game or your in-person evaluation was when the, the you know, the kids came to camp, right? And you're able to watch them. So I, I, I'll go with exclusive of the senior bowl, just kind of the in-person evaluation perspective. And I have to put probably 25 to 30% on it um, because that's, that's where you see these guys' body types, right? That's where you see their movement skills up close and personal, but also the in-person evaluation goes to football character, right? Like how do these guys respond to adversity, right? What is their competitive nature, right? Do they love the game of football? Are they coachable prospects, right? Like all of those things, to me, they wrap into one when you're talking about these in-person evaluations and how much stock to put them. Now, does more of it weigh heavily towards the film? Yes, because usually in-person evaluations, right? Like for our camps, it was two days, right? Two days they had to compete. But when you watch the film and you're watching a guy throughout the entire season, you're probably watching seven, eight games, right? So that's the larger sample size. And that's probably who they are more than what they are at the camp, right? Or at these, you know, at the senior bowl and things like that. But I definitely put a large, um, a, a large enough stock into it um, to where I'm, I'm going to say, hey, it can shift some right now. Am I going to get extremely dramatic to where, you know, if, if a guy performs well and I had a, a six round grade on him, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, he, he's he's going to jump all the way to the second round. Now, no, especially the senior boys, because this that you have to be careful and you you have to understand. And that's why you talk about football character and watching the film is because. These guys understand that it's a business trip too, right? And so it's a lot easier to turn it on for three days and then turn it back off versus I had to get after it for 12 weeks during the season. I had to get after it in training camp, right? And, and it's a lot harder to stay consistent. But when I know there's millions on the line, right, like that that can get players um, to play out of character, meaning that they can be their very best. And then you end up being tricked just off of the senior bowl uh, situation. But definitely, like, because I even go to the Patriots taking Cole Strange. Um, I, and, and I'll say this, and this is two variants, right? And this is actually almost the opposing perspective. But I knew where I fell with Cole Strange was that I, I watched Cole Strange at, at the senior bowl before I watched this film. Um, and what I seen on tape when I watched him at the scene, but was a guy that just simply got overpowered at the point of attack, right? He looked smaller than everybody, but also it showed that he was smaller than everybody. And then his, his strength just over was, you know, he got overwhelmed by other people's strength. Then I watched the film, right? And the film was solid, but I could not erase what I seen from the senior bowl. And that's why I kind of came in on like a mid round grade. Cause I, the, the film was good, but I can't help but you know, in those position specific drills, I can't help but erase what I've seen. No, hundred percent, Keith. I think, like you said, it's just <clears throat> it's a, it's just twenty five percent. It's a piece, right? You don't overvalue it because, like you said, it's almost like the what the is it the fifth year option type guys in the NFL, where the mm -hmm. guy's been kind of like um I've been okay the first couple years, and that that last year when he's do a deal, oh now I got fourteen hundred yards receiving and twenty two touchdowns. It was like. Bro, where has this been for three years? Where, was, yep. where has this been this entire time where it's not so much, okay, 
the offense wasn't getting you the ball. And no, like, what have you done this last three years to where now you just took this leap? Are you the guy that is this what we're going to consistently see? Or are we going to see even after paying you four years, you know, a hundred mil, are we going to see the guy we saw the first three years of your career? So it's always just that type of situation. But again, guys, listen, the senior bowl is over with, but this conversation goes to the combine too. Don't go to the don't look at the combine. The guy runs a four two and say, "Man, listen, <laughs> I'm I'm sold." Like no, like it, it's so much more to it. So you gotta just kind of put everything, you know, in this bucket until you get to a hundred percent of the evaluation. Yep, yep, I'm I'm right there with you, man. But DP, that wraps up another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, man. Where we talk everything college football, we talk everything NFL football, but it all starts with the NFL Draft. I want to say thank you and shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in, man. Listen, if you haven't hit the like button, go ahead and hit that like button. If you haven't commented, commented, let us know which guys stood out to you. We all we're welcome to all these conversations. We love having these conversations. If you're not subscribed to the channel, go ahead and subscribe to the best channel for NFL Draft content. Listen, man, I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at The Talent Code. That right there, man, that is my co-host, Damian Parson. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL. And like we like to say, man, y'all talk to us because we like to talk back. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. Listen, guys, we got more content more scouting coming up. We were home. We're back. We got to get back to the grind. So as always, guys, come and join the conversation again tomorrow on Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.